Everly Well at-home lab tests give you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an affordable and transparent cost. I took the food sensitivity test, and it's something I've been wanting to do, but I'm just too lazy to go in and have it done. Mm -hmm. So I did it, and it was so interesting to find out what I'm sensitive to, and so easy. Well, I took the women's health test. It's a hormone panel, and it identifies what hormones are out of balance, and then I shared the results with my doctor, and now I am on my way to being completely balanced. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash OC. That's everlywell.com slash OC for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash OC. Welcome to the OC bitches. Welcome to the OC bitches. Do I, am I shouting? <laughs> maybe you do shout a little. <laughs> so I've noticed that I think maybe it's because I have the headphones on, but I'm, I'm a shouter. Anyway, welcome to the OC bitches. I'll try and talk down here. Is this better? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's season two, episode 13 today, uh, entitled The Father Knows Best, aka The Test. I found in my research. I know I say that a lot, but I found mm. that there was a few places that called it the test. And really, yeah, I wonder so, why. Because I mean, there is the test. Oh, right, there is a test. There is a There's test. There's a lot of talks of a test in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's you and me today. It is you and I. Yes, which is always a blast. Let's us when we hash out these scenes and, <laughs> that I'm seeing for the first time. It just means I have more talking time. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> more shouting time. Yeah. Okay. Synopsis, Mindy? Sure. So, when Caleb announces he is going to adopt Lindsay, Julie has strong feelings against it, really. She raises doubts, asking if he ever took a paternity test. Did Zach and Summer have sex in San Diego? <gasps> Seth is strung out thinking about it and crosses boundaries to find out. Kirsten pays Rebecca a visit while Sandy takes her case back on. Marissa tells Summer about their new relationship. Oh, this is the making of a TV show. This is a TV show. (laughs) What do you know about her new relationship? This is directed by our wonderful Michael Lang, written by John Stevens. Original air date, February 17th, 2005. And it had 7.8 million viewers. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's it's been, it's, uh, the viewership has been kind of going up and down in season two. Really? Yeah. We peaked at about 12, eight, Mm -hmm. I think. And... It's gone down to like the six million for a couple of them, like Snow Sea, and then it's gone back up at this point. Really? Or it was, yeah, it's kind of ebbing and flowing. And Interesting. It- I'll be curious to know what next week's is. Yeah, I haven't looked that one up. The episode opens in the Cohen kitchen. It's a classic opener, I think. Classic. Yeah. Seth is hilarious. <laughs> he looks a dis- he's a disaster. Right. <laughs> but it always makes me laugh. But Ryan enters and reveals, he turns on the TV first thing in the morning. I'm assuming he's turning on the news, but he reveals a a creature under a blanket on a, which is Seth. Right. Who's been <laughs> apparently, please don't tell me you've been watching movies all night. Have you, do you ever do that? I've done that. My mom does that. My mom does, my mom's up to like one or two in the morning oh, yeah. sometimes. My mom just watches, she has Turner classic movies on and just, that's all she does. Because I can do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish I could do that. No, you can't. No, Not I when can't. you have a kid like that. No. Yeah. But, you know, there's a, it's a very, first of all, yes, he's hilarious. And at this point, I wasn't sure how many days it's been since San Diego. Um, I think we find out later, it's been like five days. Right. But, but I love how Zach is so committed when he says, I'm not wallowing, I'm agonizing. There's a distinct difference. Seth? Seth. What I say, Zach? Zach. See, <laughs> this is going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> we keep so, interchanging. I'm glad Zach you're here. And Seth. <laughs> but he, he almost defends it, right? Right. He says like, no, no. He, he knows. He's like, you know, wallowing is just VH1 and hmm. agonizing takes discipline and commitment. And it's like MTV too. Yeah, there's a lot of dated references in this episode. VH1, I don't even, does VH1 even still exist? I don't think so. I I, I bet Diana will chime in. Oh, we're Googling it right now. Look at how fast that works. I guess it does. Maybe it's just like an online thing. Maybe they have a, maybe there's a network. I love Nick Carter. There you have it. Alive and thriving. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, Love and Hip Hop Miami. Okay, all right. You know, I stand corrected. It's impossible to keep up with all of the services nowadays. It is. I don't even know. But everything exists. Sure. MTV2, though? I don't know about that. That was just, you know, they they had to spin that find off out. For, the, for the people that wanted to watch just videos. <laughs> oh. But I don't think that exists anymore. MTV2, there's a little, you know, little scroll down thing right there. It's that a blue. lot of TV Reno shows. Reno 911. Reno 911 on MTV2. Okay, um, MTV2 literally thriving. <laughs> Love it. Learning so much today. You. <laughs> Seth, really? Okay. Nice references, Seth. I stand corrected. <laughs> you know, I, what always is so weird, like Ryan offers Seth coffee. Coffee was not like, they're so adult with their coffee drinking in high school on this show. CG's generation started coffee? drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah, because they would walk right right by Starbucks. You know, the one yeah, right yeah, by yeah, Notre Dame. Her, yeah, yeah, sure. The, yeah, they definitely, in the but Rite they were all lot? sweet. They were definitely all those sweet drinks. But, of course. But at the time, just regular coffee is... No, but like Ryan literally is making coffee, offers Seth like regular coffee. Like they're like grandpas with their coffee the, in the morning. There's the coffee lounge in the school. I too. know. Well, and I guess that's, we were saying like <laughs> in, in back in the 70s and 80s, there were like smoking rooms in high school. That is so crazy yeah, to me. That's like when you see the dog relief room at the airport. <laughs> like it used to be smoking rooms <laughs> and now it's for dog relief. <laughs> That's yeah. a good, okay, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But now what are they talking about here? He's Seth is clearly like, I've chosen to be agonizing. Like he 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 wants to be in this state. And then he's talking about, because he's agonizing over the fact that Zach and Summer, see, I said it right. You did. May. And I almost corrected you saying no, <laughs> Seth and Summer. <laughs> so that did they have sex and 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 that you ha- that he has to find out he's going to ask Summer. And Ryan's so right. He's like, no, weird, no. creepy, yeah. crossing boundaries. Yeah. Uh-uh. He's right. Yeah. He's like, and then Seth's like, okay. Fine. I'll, I'll ask Zach. Zach. <laughs> yeah. And he marches uh, off. So now we go to the Cohen bedroom. And the yes. last time we saw them, um, Kirsten had shut the door. Yeah. and In his face. And he and Sandy deserved it. Right. I'm still mad about that. It, I guess there is no forgiveness. for. Um, they in, don't, we don't see the aftermath. And, it's been a, and it's been a number of days. So they're being cordial at least. Right. But as she walks in and he says, so I guess there's no, um, you know, forgive and forget yet. And, but then she, she, she references her son acting kind of loopy, I guess. <laughs> like, right. All I got from him was uh, a synopsis of a movie called Hellboy. Right. <laughs> and Sandy saying, 
Well, that sounds like lady tra- or la- lady drama. Yeah. Also, Hellboy is referenced quite a bit in this episode. And I, 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 if my memory serves me correctly, Brody loved that movie. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. I haven't either. But I'm or very, maybe I did. <laughs> I'm very aware of it that Ron, Ron Perlman played, um, yeah. was the lead. And he, he was, was in Adam's show Startup. Right. And it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Hellboy was. Yes. Yeah, and, I think it's really good. I'm sure Josh likes it too. Well, it's, it's a comic book. And I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen parts of it, I think. But it, um, it turned into, it's a, it was a franchise. And it has quite a few films, actually. But it was the DP. Here's a little Mindy connection. Yeah. The DP was Guillermo Navarro, who was the DP on a movie I did called Spawn. No way! Which was another, you know, Hell Spawn right. comic book that I did that was kind of a popular thing. It was. You have an action figure I from do. it. I don't have an action figure. Can you bring it in? I want to see it. Oh, I'll bring my... It shoots water. Beep, beep. <laughs> or any liquid you want. Oh, what? All right, maybe. All right. <laughs> anyway, so they are talking about this. Um, they get into the discussion about... Kirsten is being so calm and and she says, I'll come with you to whatever your the service is for Max. And Sandy says, oh no, it's not an official oh service. It's just the two of us. And he says, I know that sounds weird. And Kirsten's like... Uh, yeah, you you have no idea how weird that sounds, right? It's beyond weird, Sandy. The what what she has to put up with from this whole storyline with Rebecca and Sandy is mind blowing to me. And now it's like she offers to for support, you know, because he was really close to Max, and Max passes away. Her Rebecca's dad, and he's like, no, like that's weird because it's just gonna be Rebecca and I. And and also she was leaving. And they had that kiss goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. Like, it really was a cross. It was Rebecca cross, and Sandy. Yeah, they, yeah. The, the cross, it was a, It was crossing the line. Right. But it was like, I'm never going to see you again, kiss, I think. And now, she, and he says at the very end, he says, but you should stay. Right. But with the idea that he was going to get her another lawyer, but I guess with Max dying, it's changed everything because he now owes. Now he owes it to yeah. Max. Mm. Yeah, it's very infuriating. It's grr. Gr- it makes me go grr. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out Caleb calls Kirsten and Lindsay to his office. And why does he do that? Well, so we're at the Newport group. Right. And we, and this is, what's, what's interesting about this to me, and I, I actually, I love this episode because I remember really getting into- You're so fun in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's like, this was, she's she's back to- you Julie. know, the, the niceties are gone. Mm-mm. She's back to full-on Master housewife. manipulator. Like, it's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Without, yeah, with no compromising, not, totally not apologetic for it. But you see, we've never seen uh, Julie and Caleb arguing. Right. And, especially, like, and, but then I started thinking, I was like, you know, Julie's niceties, you know, she's like, she's trying to hook the guy mm-hmm. and all those like sweetness, all that sweetness. And now the honeymoon is over. Mm-hmm. They're arguing, but I'm thinking, or I'm deciding, we have to do that as actors, like what's going on behind the scenes that you don't get to see, that they're arguing, that this is their dynamic. Right. And she's, and you're getting a glimpse of it now. And she's not, I mean, she's certainly not ingratiating herself to to Caleb. Like right. she's not even trying to sugarcoat things. Mm-hmm. So- um, yeah, so Lindsay. Right, so it opens and you see Julie and Caleb arguing and Lindsay and Kirsten have been invited to the office because Caleb is announcing that he wants to adopt Lindsay, officially adopt Lindsay. Oh my gosh. 
gosh. And, and she instantly is like, oh, and even Kirsten is like, I thought she delivered it kind of sweet, but I think behind it, it was like, uh, like what? <laughs> and not telling anybody. And Julie, you are so <laughs> fucking funny in this scene. Uh, yeah. I know it's yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I had to bring up something because I was really curious about this. It doesn't make, I'm sure we did this just for the, for the show itself. What? But if you're a biological parent, you don't, you don't actually adopt a child. Oh. So I looked this up. Yeah. Basically, all he needs to do is do a voluntary declaration of paternity. And it's, and he needs Renee's permission. So because, and even if for some reason later on, that, that's basically saying that I take, I have full responsibility of this child right. monetarily. And if for some reason later on, it, um, the, a DNA test said that she wasn't the child, you'd still have to reverse it legally. So it's basically just taking on the legal um, responsibility of the child. So the word adopt, yeah. I think it was just to service the, the script because I don't think technically he needs... Anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, also she's almost 18. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, I, was, I wasn't quite sure that, you know, Renee needed to be involved in this. Like right. he needs her signature to do all this. But right. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're excited about it. And Julie is like, uh-huh, welcome mm. to the family. Oh, and she's like, I would take care of her. <laughs> she uh -huh. sees Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten's look. She's like, I saw that Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. You are really, you really cracked me up in oh, this one. Fun. LA weather has been weird. It feels like summer one day and then the next, there's hail in my backyard. <laughs> Literally, it looked like it snowed. My entire lawn was covered. <laughs> but you know what? No matter what the weather, freshly shaven, super smooth skin feels great. That is so true. For those short shorts or for slipping into cozy sweats, we use Billy, the best razor for women at half the price you'd expect. No pink tax. No visit to the drugstore, no irritation, no matter what. The razors have a charcoal shave soap, so it's super moisturizing on my legs instead of leaving them feeling dry like other razors have in the past. Billy's crazy affordable starter kit comes with their award-winning razor, two precision five-blade refill cartridges, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. Billy is on Nylon's beauty hit list, and Allure called them the smoothest shave ever. You know, I actually, living in California, go to the beach almost every week, all year round. Well, you live at the beach. That that too. <laughs> <laughs> and my Billy is my buddy for that bikini line. There is no razor burn, no rash ever. You know, and we were just talking about waxing and how much it frigging hurts. <laughs> Billy has come to the rescue. I swear to God, I it's the saving grace. I don't have to wax anymore. It is heaven. Don't suffer another second paying a pink tax for a bad shave. Go to mybilly.com slash OC to get the best razor you will ever own while supporting this show. Billy is half the price of other razors plus free shipping always. Just go to mybilly.com slash OC. Spelled mybilly.com slash OC. That's mybilly.com slash OC. AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product, brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard in the stomach and hard to keep up with. To help each of us be at our best, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you the one thing with all the best things. Everyone knows AG1 <laughs> has become an everyday ritual for me. I simply add it to water with my electrolytes and I am hydrated. I am ready to start the day. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just love how convenient this is because I am not the best at taking things and supplements and pills and I hate swallowing them. And (laughs) anyway, this has been just so awesome and I get everything I need in one scoop. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free and contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while keeping it tasting good. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash the OC today. Now, while the weather is still cold, it is a great time to take advantage of this deal and incorporate vitamin D into your daily routine. Most people are deficient and more studies are surfacing around its direct impact on supporting the immune system. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash the OC to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Uh, Then we're at the school lounge at Harbor and uh, no sleep by Sam Roberts plays. Very appropriate. A sleep-deprived Seth sits with Zach and tries to clear the air. Yeah. But uh, Zach has let it all go, what happened in San Diego. Um, and Seth is trying to get it out of, Zach, out of Zach if he had sex with Summer. Yes. Seth's hair. Very inappropriate, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> it's amazing. What he does? Well, just the, <laughs> just the amount of hair. Because don't, oh, don't you think that, that, that the hairstyle of the boys, or at least Seth in general, is kind of messy anyway. So they had to make it extra messy. Oh, no. It's like he, his hair is permanently like he's stuck something in a socket. It's kind of like this flock of seagulls <laughs> wave. It's very large and very high. But I thought it was this... It made me laugh so hard because first thing he said... So I guess the comic book is dead here. Is that the point? I think so. So it's like, well, oh, it wasn't yeah. a good idea. So they're not, they're not pursuing it anymore at this point, I guess. And Zach is so cool. He's, you know, he's literally the most mature one. And he's like, yeah, no, it's okay. You know, and how, how was, and Seth says, how was the weekend? And you did this and you did that. And did you probably have sex? What? What? No, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then he gives him like this death stare. Yeah. <laughs> willing it out of him. Right. It's, he's very funny in this whole scene. <laughs> But he's also so inappropriate. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. You always try to put yourself in the inside of what, what Seth is thinking and what his thought process is. And he's just, he thrives on this. He thrives on being in a telenovela all the time. Just obsessing. He's very obsessive. Well, and I, th- and I thought about that. Um, think about this. Ponder this. Do you ever upset people obsess over people that have rejected them or they can't? Of course. We don't obsess about the people that love us. It's unconditional because we don't no. worry about that. Right. We're just obsessed over. Do you have you ever had that unrequited love? I've definitely had the like push and the pull thing where mm-hmm. you want someone more when they don't want you. Yeah. But it's like kind of a back and forth. How about you? I guess I I, I mean it, not like this. No. <laughs> No one, no one's had anything like this. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I definitely, when I was younger, I definitely remember having that, like, what, why, not getting what you want. Yeah, like in high school, for sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, a friend and I fought over this one guy in high school. It was torture. Really? Yeah. There's nothing, nothing like a guy, a, nothing like a guy, well coming between two girls. It's right. like... Well, he was like the lead in all the plays and like, you know, he was that because we were all in the drama yeah. drama scene in high school. Was drama cool in your school? It was. And it wasn't in my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it always, I feel like, goes that way. It's mm-hmm. either like super cool or super nerdy. Yeah. We definitely were cool. 
Yeah, no, see, she, yeah, that theater department. At, 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 like, it was a cool theater department. Yeah. Well, you know, Kirsten Dunst and Rami Malek and, mm-hmm. you know, all of us were in it together. Kirsten was already working, so she wasn't there much. But Rami and I did plays together. Who, who was the guy? Was it Rami? No, <laughs> it wasn't Rami. Okay. He was older, actually, because my friends in high school were a couple years older than me. Actually, it was my friend who was on the episode where she walks out of Alex's apartment, and I was like, that's my friend from high school. Oh, that's the one Veronique. you liked. Yeah, and Veronique <laughs> and I fought over this one guy in high school, but he was in her grade, so he was two years older. And yeah, the lead in all the plays and stuff, and like, just thought he was the coolest thing. And Were you guys, you and Veronique were on the outs for a little bit because of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, and then, you know what, what's something interesting that girls will do? You guys would be, could be friends and a girl likes a guy. Yeah. But then she finds out, you're not doing anything, but finds out that he likes you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she doesn't like you. And right. it's like, well, wait, I haven't right. done anything. Yeah. That happened to me. I'm sure a lot. No. Just well, maybe once. I'm just saying, I'm sure all <laughs> the guys like you, Mindy. Oh, I know about that. <laughs> uh, you see, I always get fleshy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We digress. We digress. Seth was hilarious. A guy sit next to him, sits next to him. <laughs> Seth scares him off because he looks like the underlord. And he's he smells. I mean, the, the, the kid's like, I think he's more like, what's going on? <laughs> I smell something. But I mean, that must have been, we should get a hold of that, our, our background, see how that moment was for him. <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually make oh. him stink? <laughs> that would be awesome. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, Adam is total method. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then we're on the pier with Sandy and Rebecca. And he tells her he's going to help her with her case. But um, what happened the other night can't happen again, which was their kiss. I assume, we assume that that's what it was. Of it's course like, that's what it was. Yeah. What we, else would it be? He's here, you know, the, that goodbye kiss and it crossed the line. and But it was, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And they have Max's ashes that they're going to scatter. On the on the pier there. It's it's the pier there where they do quite a bit of our show on the Redondo Pier. That's where it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know if they used like a stock footage shot of the Newport. Is there a pier in Newport? We did that for a photo shoot once, if you remember so, But that. there is a pier in Newport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were thinking about it. <laughs> is there... <laughs> There's a pier. That's why we probably always are on a pier because there has to be one in Newport. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be weird. <laughs> but this was, first of all, this was a big blooper. Of course, the ashes blew back. No, totally. ashes pouring it out. I'm like, there's no chance that your dead, father, your dead father's ashes are not up your nose right now. <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed, but the shot in the, the shot of the actual ashes was from below, almost pouring into the camera lens. Uh-huh. Because the the shots, they couldn't use them because they were blowing back into her face <laughs> and she was doing that. Ah! But it's illegal to do what they're doing. So my thought, you you can't just pour ashes off. You have to be three <laughs> miles out into the ocean. Could you imagine though? Like if people just did that, like lots of people were just throwing well, like dead Car- people's ashes off the pier. Carrie did it. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, ew. The seagulls are like, ah! <laughs> Carrie just did it with, Big's ashes. If you haven't seen, sorry, sex in the, or the what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, she does off a pier. She does it off the bridge in Paris, and that's illegal too. But I think we just take dramatic license in, Listen, in television. It's cinematic. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but also they couldn't just get a, a permit for this too. So no matter what, they're just doing it illegally. So I think they know what they're doing illegally. Well, but. they're not real ashes of a dead person. But I guess no, you can't throw Sandy anything Ki- off of a pier. Sandy and Kirsten, or sorry. Oh. Kirsten, sorry. 
Rebecca. Sandy and Rebecca are doing everything under the table or just everything. Why aren't the feds there? Oh, just so many questions. The Fed, he keeps saying that if we had a service, the feds would show up. If we did, you know, if we um, sound off any alarms, yeah. people might show up. Right. And that's why. You but know what like, would have been awesome? Is if Kirsten actually went with Sandy and it was just the three of them <laughs> and Rebecca throws the ashes off and they just fly right into Kirsten's face. <laughs> I just really stomp on her self-esteem. I mean, you know, I'm in the comedy version of this episode. <laughs> but now at school. Now at school, Lindsay, Lindsay is so, so happy. I always think it's so weird how she's always so willingly like referring to him. As, my dad, my dad. Like, do you know how long it actually takes in real life for you to, someone you've never known, 17 years, always been certain, and all of a sudden, especially Caleb, they're right? your dad. And she's, it's, it's weird. It, it's, it feels a little, um, you know, she's, I'll say this a few times this podcast that she, she comes off very, you know, super intelligent and somewhat, you know, mature. But when, I guess when a, she's become almost like an eight-year-old mm -hmm. in this, like, oh my gosh, I have a dad. Yeah. And how somebody develops feelings that deep yeah. that she's expressing right now mm -hmm. seems a little bit um, hmm, questionable because, you know, but, and also, but she's never had a dad. So it's different, like, say, for instance, a, somebody has a stepdad. Developing feelings for a stepdad as opposed to a bio dad mm -hmm. is, is challenging for, for kids. For sure. Was it challenging? It was challenging, I'm sure. For yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they're like... I mean, there's... It's, I mean, it's definitely a biological thing that you're, you bond with your parents. Right. And when you're a child. Yeah. And then asking somebody, you know. But yeah, they get along great. Now, at the... Cohen house. Oh, oh, but what, I did want to see. I, I'm in that scene. Oh, yeah. So Ryan, when she says, oh, great, great, great. But Ryan instantly sees the problem. He doesn't know anything about it. And he instantly says, was Julie Cooper there? You don't want her as a, as a, right. you don't want her as an enemy. Yeah. And the two people that say, you should, you should be very wary about this or don't like Julie doesn't want it. Ryan doesn't want mm -hmm. it, even though, but, but he's, he literally, you know, and she's like, well, what does it matter? I don't care, care, give a shit about Julie. Right. And Ryan's like, uh-uh. You didn't listen to me yeah, about yeah, Caleb. Yeah. You didn't listen to me about Julie. He's like, believe me. <laughs> this, your, this little fantasy world that you're living in is going to get shattered. Right. With her involved. Right. He's right. So. Um, okay, now we're at the Cohen house and yeah. Kirsten opens the door to the FBI, which Agent Stonerock, <laughs> so the Agent Stonerock, in this scene is after uh, my best friend growing up, Jill Stonerock, who Josh Schwartz wound up marrying. Yeah. That's why the name's in the episode. <laughs> I do have to say, it's the perfect FBI spinoff, that name, like Stonerock and Tudor, now <laughs> on Fox. Right. <laughs> well, hey, you heard it here first. It's a great name. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, a, it's a redundant name, but it's a good one. Um <laughs> Maybe that's why. Just wanted to hear it over and over. <laughs> hey, that's actually cool. A cool, like, where did that come from? It's not just one rock; it's two. Yeah, Stone Rock. And the irony: Jill's dad is in Tile. Oh gosh, it's Stone Rock Tile. <laughs> that's right, Wally. There, her parents are my second parents. Yeah. I've known them since I was fifteen years old. We're still, and our moms are best friends. And yeah, it's very cute. Very good. Yep, Stone Rock Tile. There's your shout out, Wally. 
<laughs> the bait shop, Alex is having a party and wants to invite Marissa, tells Marissa to invite Summer. So that's, those wheels are turning. Of course, the last time we saw Alex and Marissa, they had a kiss. So oh, what, right. are they, what are they going to be like? And there's this very sweet dynamic. It's a little, you can see they're, they're not like, they're just slightly closer, you know? How is this going to develop after yes. that? After Fox cut the um, kiss down to kind of a quick a little peck. thing. Yes. <laughs> but back in this, the Cohen kitchen, um, Sandy is home. Kirsten is drinking a goblet of, of, of wine by herself, almost in the dark. <laughs> Sandy walks up, grabs a card, and, and says, Jill Stonerock of the FBI. Just to, just to put <laughs> just it out Just to get there that again. name there, yeah. yep. <laughs> the so. shout outs. Oh, early dating. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wow, what did you tell them? And Kirsten's like, are you worried about me withholding information or telling them too much? And he's like, look, I'm protected, but you withholding is dangerous. Like he's sticking to the legal terms right. of, you know, right. what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten's like, oh, fuck that. Come on. Yeah. You're, you've, you're not here. He's like, if it's a question of protecting you or Rebecca, it's you. There's no question. And she's like, I beg to differ. I think you have made a choice and it's not me. Right. Right. Buddy. Yeah. And she, of I'm course. I'm with Kirsten wholeheartedly this yeah. whole time, by the way. I'm feeling, I, I was like, I feel confused and sad here yeah. because- because he's, he did say to her, I'll get a different attorney. And just because Max died, why should that change? It shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are personal choices. It's not like he has a gun to his head. You know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. CBD work? Over 90% of doctors said their patients have used CBD to treat a health condition. Listen, when 9 out of 10 patients use CBD, that speaks volumes about how safe and effective CBD can be. Let me tell you about CBDistillery.com. With over 2 million customers, CB Distillery is the source I trust. When patients tell their doctors that they use CBD for help with their health conditions, what are some of those conditions? Well, if sleep is a problem, 90% of CB Distillery customers said they sleep better with CBD. If nagging discomfort is a problem, 80% of customers said CBD helps with discomfort after physical activity. And if you're looking for a little peace and calm these days, you'd be wise to explore CBD. I use it for everything. (laughs) I mean, I give my dog drops. It Mm -hmm. mellows her out. And let me tell you, she needs a lot of mellowing. Also in my bath. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Any kind of CBD. Well, if you haven't discovered the power of CBD, you're missing out. Go to cbdistillery.com where you order online with no prescription required and enter the OC for 20% off. Again, Enter the OC for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. That's cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm not the best at making my regular dental appointments. It's a problem. But uh, lucky for me, Lumino has helped. And it makes me feel like not that guilty when I don't make it as often as I should. (laughs) Well, here's something I didn't know. 98% of oral bacteria are good for you. They're actually essential for your oral health. Turns out the fact that all bacteria are bad is just a myth. And Lumino is busting it wide open. Things just get also a little tougher as we get older. Well, I shouldn't even say that. More mature. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like, it's harder to even get whiter teeth. And, you know, I've had the trays, they're uncomfortable, it's irritating, and it's expensive to go to the dentist for those treatments. But you know what? Lumino feels gentle. 
refreshing, and I actually get results. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and whitening that are a totally new and different approach for improving your oral health. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients like sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten your smile. Plus, everything they make is certified non-toxic. You won't find harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of Lumino's products. Everything is dentist-formulated, backed by over 50 studies, and proven to protect the good bacteria, also known as the microbiome. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X, so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. All right, Caleb's office. Julie now, in Julie's, you know, greatest of forms is... Uh, in her in her leopard. Wow. She I think it's in. tiger. Isn't Ti- it like no, tiger sorry. print? She's in a full-on tiger print. Oh, like, yeah. It's so appropriate for what's going on. I remember actually... At some point, because Julie dresses a way that is just so loud, whether you, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and it's just so appropriate. I really got into trying on clothes for the sake of the character. Yeah. And, and I would spend hours doing it. So I wouldn't have to do it every episode. Yeah. But, and, and it's like, she's got this, this tiger and the jade. And it was almost like she's dressing like a theme. You're a tigress because yeah. your claws are out. Like we said, like it's so appropriate. It's yeah. awesome, and it, it totally lent itself to the to the character itself. But yeah. I, but you know, Julie's been sitting there seething. She's like, and her head's going, yeah. Like what could it be? Paternity test. Yeah, I'm gonna make him redo it because of course he did it, knowing Kayla. Right, but I don't know that you know he did it. I think that's what she's yeah, assuming. Well, or not, and you're just using that to open up the conversation, right? Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, you're, that's how Julie's mind would work, I feel like. That's how you would present it. Like, well, you'll just take another paternity test. Yeah. Right. Knowing. What's this, paternity test? Right. To find out. Instead of just saying, did you take yeah. a paternity no, no, no. test? She's like, yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah. just take another one. Very That's Julie. how you do it, too. <laughs> Summer or me? <laughs> you, Rachel? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't confront people. Are you kidding? <laughs> I work my way around that shit. But, um, it, but it was amazing. So she says this, and she's just, she's not, you know, she's not finessing these things anymore. She's not going, come on, Caleb. Yeah. She's flat out saying, look, you need to do this. Uh-huh. And it's like, Sandy ends up saying the same thing, but Julie's just raw. Yeah. You know, she's out. She's no, kind of in good, her though. villainous you're good. cause. How you put this out there, you know what you're doing. But he, and, and he, his face, his eyes say, you know, you're, you're so transparent and she doesn't yeah. care. Your intentions Mm-mm. are transparent. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. You haven't taken a paternity test? Look. She's probably your kid, but you need to do this. Right. And you see in his eyes like, uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe I should do yeah. this. He's kind of easy to manipulate. For or least, sure. Yeah. It's weird for like such a successful businessman, his own, he's grown. He's like very gullible. Especially if it's the truth though. Yeah. She's speaking the truth. Right. But we're, yeah, we're definitely tr- starting to see some... I, although I do think it's questionable. It, you know, Julie said in the last episode that she's like, we have to play our cards right, which... I feel like she came on really strong and she yeah. made, you know, she is being transparent with how much she dislikes this idea yeah. about money. And it's like, do you want to be in the will, Julie? Mm-hmm. Then Summer's bedroom, Marissa loses the, loses the nerve to tell Summer about Alex. And so she invites her to a party, but not Alex's party, Caleb at Caleb's house, which is the party of the adoption... I, I like the scenes with Summer and and 
Marissa. We haven't had no, the we haven't two been best together friends together in a while. So yeah. it's nice to see them here. My outfit I'm putting on is questionable. I have like the these, blue, a blue top with these khaki kind of cargo pants rolled up with brown heeled, probably suede boots. Well, once again, it's like <laughs> first of all, you're such a tiny little pixie person. Then you're, but you're, it, they're little, they're like little chinos that are low on your hips with the blue. I the like the blue top. low again. Yeah, but it's very odd. These boots under these khakis, but it is, it speaks to the time. It does. I think. We'll just say that. Well, anyway, yeah. So she gets a call from Zach, finds out that Seth asked Zach if they had sex. She's pissed. So she's going to go confront Cohen. She's, yeah, she's bailing on lunch with, with Marissa. But I, I do like the way Marissa is presented here because you know, Alex has asked her to invite Summer and she's, she, there's, there was something really sweet, genuine and vulnerable, which is my word to describe Marissa in this episode and which is so endearing mm-hmm. of her instantly saying she wants to do it and then she chickens out. Right. Because she just doesn't know. It's all so new. Right. And I, and I, I buy it. Mm-hmm. I buy that somebody would be be that uncomfortable, I yeah. guess, or like, or afraid of judgment. I think that's ultimately people are either acting fear or love. Yes, and she's 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 afraid. She's afraid. Yeah, I get it. All of a sudden, Sandy has his friend from the FBI, and he's saying that 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 no matter what, Rebecca's going to no matter what, she's going to jail because of this. But I but the, one of the things that it made me think about is when he says, "I know this woman," this the FBI guy. She, you don't know this woman, Sandy. She's done things. And all of a sudden I thought, what if she actually was there? And she's just telling Max, I wasn't really there to let him have more peace knowing that he's dying. Ah, uh, and that's an interesting point. He yeah. does say, but regardless, she unlocked the door. It was her key. It, so she would be... It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's that evidence. But what, what I found weird was how he got really personal with Sandy. Like, don't mess up your family or your wife or what. You know, it was really weird. I guess the idea is that he's an old friend and he knows Sandy. They must know each other personally. But what I was starting to think Sandy doesn't have any friends. Now that Jimmy's gone, she really doesn't have friends. But yeah. in this scene, we're we're supposed to buy that he has a friend and he's saying this. Well, then we go to Renee's house and Lindsay's house and Julie shows up. This <laughs> is, seriously, you're just master manipulator, Miss Julie Cooper. Yes. I mean, it's 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 really, I remember shooting this scene. This is the, the classic Julie delivery of total manipulation and doing it, you know, for what it is. Yeah. And of course she shows up with, um, just when Renee's cleaning, mm-hmm. she's got Windex. And, I know, and gloves on. <laughs> and gloves on. And, you know, it's, and Julie's got darker red hair and she has red hair. And, <laughs> and it's like, but then I started thinking, it was like, Caleb must go for redheads. Right? <laughs> yeah, for because sure. Because if, if Haley is type. supposed to be the spitting image of her mom. She was strawberry blonde. She was strawberry blonde. <laughs> but then she says all these like, you know, total manipulation. You know, he's going to ask for a DNA test. And if, what if, what if that goes wrong? And that would be fraud. I mean, she's just planting all these seeds to totally gaslight yeah. or mess with her head. You are. It's exactly what she's doing. Right. And I remember this, I brought this, it, I, this was a very specific scene that, so Desperate Housewives came on the season after us, uh-huh. I think, and it blew up mm-hmm. and it became our competition. Mm-hmm. And after this scene aired, somebody reported to me, and I believe it was Josh, said, Gail Berman, the president of Fox, saw that scene and said, we need more of that. 
<laughs> Meaning we need yeah. more of this kind of desperate housewives uh-huh. stuff because the audience is responding to it over there. Right. Let's bring more. We've got this vehicle to do it here. Yeah. Let's do it. And thus, that's when they started planting the seed of the Jerry Ryan character that's coming Which up. Which we'll, I will learn about soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also have to point something out. And she says, she's like, oh, what a sweet little house or cute little house. Now that's a, that's, that was a beautiful craftsman house in Pasadena. Uh-huh. At least 2 million. I'm sure. Yeah. If they, not more. Yeah. No. So just, just to give and give some props. <laughs> okay. So now Summers shows up to Seth's room to confront him. She beats him. <laughs> was that the script? I'm sure. I'm I don't sure. know. I'm uh, sure. With a pillow? Well, something. Probably. But it was pretty, pretty t- intense. Maybe not as aggressive as it was. <laughs> the rage blackouts. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I beat him with a pillow. He fights me back. That was not in the script. Where he <laughs> probably. Stop. Where he like throws it back at me. Doesn't he? Pillow, pillows can be, you know, you'd think they don't hurt, but if you hit, you use one the right way, they can really damage. My brother used to beat my ass with yeah. a pillow. Are you kidding me? I remember being at a sleepover when I was like in sixth grade and I hit the brother of my friend over the head and it like jammed his neck and he started crying and I was like, it was a pillow. (laughs) So yeah, they're dangerous weapons. Let me just warn you. (laughs) Never underestimate the deadliness of a pillow. Cautionary Well, actually, I mean, you could suffocate someone. This has gotten real dark. But she's saying it with like, she's like, oh, wrong, weird, creepy. Yeah, which it is. And he admits it. Yeah, he does. And he's he's also tearing up his drawings of the comic book. Yeah. Wait, are you tearing him up? I mean, it, it, he says, he's like, yes, I know. And I'm sorry. Like, and he's like, but do you, and he explains, do you know what I've been going through? And he wants you to know what I've been going through. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then he says, or you say that um, you're tearing up the drawings. And I think she's starting to thaw. It's taken until this episode yeah. really start mm-hmm. to thaw out. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I What I really like though is at the end of the scene, you know, first she's like, do everyone a favor, take a shower. And she's like, we didn't have sex. You know, she throws right. that out there before she leaves. It's the gift. Well, you know what she says first? She's like, that part of my life does not belong to you, which right. is a great line mm-hmm. when she's, and and when you think about this, because what's going on in Seth's head? Like if he gets the information, what's he going to do with it? Right. Is he just going to be more miserable? Mm-hmm. Is he probably, mm-hmm. or he's going to use it? Like, well, I have to know. And and Ryan says, it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. you're saying, it doesn't matter. Right. It's not yours to own. Mm-hmm. This is mine. You, sh- you don't ever have to know. And I think that's something about, it, it's a comment on the human condition. Yeah, but also mature for these high schoolers, you know, right. to be having this kind of conversation. But then she, she, she puts him out of his misery by saying, she does. And we didn't have sex. Oh, shit. Um, so, so of yeah. course, then he's like, <gasps> like, the, the probably inside his head, angels are singing because yeah. he sees, he's like, in his heart, he's married to Summer. Right now, it should have been, hello, sunshine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they should have put that in there. <laughs> See, I should make shows. That would have been a little too funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I really liked that she threw him a bone. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Zach didn't throw her a bone. Um, so here comes the drama. Yeah. Oh, here comes the real soap opera. Would you ever have the balls to do something like this? So Kirsten shows up at Rebecca's hotel room to confront her. Yeah. And literally instantly throws it out there. Are you in love with my husband? 
husband. Like, because I'm not getting anywhere with my husband. Yeah. So. And it, she says, that? wow, direct. And she says, yeah, I am. Always have and always will. It's well, a very direct, open, honest conversation. I don't think ever in my life I could ever do something like that. Well, and that's, a, and so then she says, we've been doing this and you being here is messing with it. And in Sandy's mind, maybe it's not messing with it. But for Kirsten, the, her experience is, Shit's about to, shit's been hitting the fan and it's not getting better. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, kind of like props to Kirsten for just, you know, facing it head on and getting answers. Holy shit, though. That's like a Yeah, and I, I it's interesting because I think it's I think it's wonderful that Kirsten is remaining so calm. Like she's not yelling, screaming, punching, fighting. Right. She's doing it the way most people should handle things like this. As a, I, You know where my mind goes though? Maybe it just speaks to me being sick in the head or something. But like hearing that information would make me like want my husband more. Not that she doesn't, but it adds like a, a fire. Well, it, it's been said that, yeah, that, women are attracted to men that already are taken or Or just like, you know, I always like want the guy in the room that all the girls like, you know. Everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, who they are, whatever. I've always been drawn to that. Maybe that's like a natural thing for women. Do you feel that way? I suppose so. It can happen, I suppose. But then it's like, then, then the person that I'm with gets more attention. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, see me, if I'm like she's the dating hermit. him, he must have something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the vanity. No, it's not. <laughs> that's well. me going, you, I love me. <laughs> you just, like, I pick on- you because you deserve me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're just channeling your inner, inner Julie. <laughs> right. I don't know. Oh, also, I think that the set at the hotel where she's staying, I feel like it's Marissa's old room that they converted. Well, and last to Rebecca's episode, hotel room. when we first saw them at the hotel, it was the outside of that hotel. And then I, I compared it to the inside of the hotel's um, website. Uh-huh. And, it was, and it was the correct configuration. But I got the feeling that, yes, they recreated it on I stage. I think so. Yeah, because they have that same carpet that's in all of your bedrooms. Oh, it's the carpet and the color of the walls. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so... Oh, so this next scene, Renee comes over to talk to Ryan, right? I can't believe what she is putting on this teenager. That's her daughter's boyfriend. I was kind of like blown away. So Renee... So yeah, apparently they had an argument after Julie left, and so Renee she, she just and Renee, Lindsay. yeah. So Renee and Lindsay have an argument that we didn't see, mm-hmm. and she didn't bring up the DNA. She just brought up it not happening. Why she, the fact that she didn't support it, which legally she needs Renee's support. But mm-hmm. besides that, Lindsay is instantly in this fantasy world of this is what I want, mm-hmm. and. I think, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously it's serving the, the script and bringing Ryan into this because he's that, he's that knight in shining armor that's going to help everybody. He's my boyfriend. And the, he's Rachel's boyfriend. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's a lot to put on him. And, but I thought I remembered everything about this show. I did not remember this. 
I did not remember that she says- A bomb is about to be dropped. I don't, she can't take the DNA test because I'm not sure. Yeah, the paternity test is, she's not sure if Caleb is actually the father. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And now I can't remember if they ever, okay. I, I don't, uh, it's good. I can be, ex- uh, I can be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that's a lot to put on Ryan. And so she wants his support to not have Lindsay go through with it. Right. And he's trying to understand. She says, you know, you know, Caleb. And he's like, yeah, but she really wants this. Yeah. And he kind of, and but then it's such a hard position to put him in because he's not a good liar. No. You know, or he tries. No, but Ryan he's not, cannot he's lie. not a great, great liar or manipulator. Right. He's not on the level of, of Julie Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> no one is. I guess not. So now... Now. We're in Caleb's office on a Sunday, mm-hmm. I guess, or a Saturday. And Caleb's asked Sandy to ask if he knows anything about getting a DNA test. And of course, Sandy instantly... Because they're having the party in a few hours, the adoption party, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, he gives him some good advice. He says, as a lawyer, you should absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. But do you love the girl? Right. You've, you've, been, you've been supporting her financially all this time anyway. Right. She just wants a father. Right. This, and, and I agree with him. I'd say get the test for sure. But... You personally? I think he should get the test. Right. Don't you? Or you, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mindy. (laughs) Yeah, get the test, right? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, you know? If it means a lot to her and, you know, he's been paying for all this time and he thinks it's his kid, but he doesn't know for sure. I don't know. It's Caleb, though, so I don't know. Well, I think he brings up a good point in that, do you ask yourself, do you love the girl? Yeah. And that's really important. He's like, because she thinks she's just getting a father. Or right. she thinks she's getting a father. And this is, although, wouldn't she want to know? Who knows? So I, I understand the conundrum that they're all in. Yeah. Oh, really? and there was a boom in the oh, shot. What? Oh, really? Yeah, I saw a that. A boom is the microphone. Microphone going. Dipping into the scene. Anyway. So Alex's apartment, Marissa shows up. On the early side. Yeah. I guess to the apartment. And is it all like lesbian couples? It was an odd scene. <laughs> she, says, she goes, what's going on? She's like, oh, the party started earlier. Um, they showed up. And you, the camera, the frames on three couples, three girl couples. And, right. and our, you know, lovely background that would be on the show. Kind of, hi. Yeah. But it was like, it, to me, it was an odd. Well, I felt like it was like a little bit of a big choice, but for a reason, because it kind of like freaks Marissa out to realize, oh, her friends, it's all these like, you know, couples coupled up. Right, and that she has to present as a couple. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like a mingling. It didn't feel like right, um, like mingle a with mingle my friends, barbecue or like, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets freaked out and fails. Yeah, and so she runs off and and Alex, yeah, is like, what is going on? You know. And then I was like, she got a new car. She because she did she have a hard top Mustang, and then all of a sudden she's got a convertible. I thought you had a convertible. Just little things. I, I think I had a convertible like BMW That's or something. That okay, didn't I? Yes. Or did she always have... Anyway. I don't know. I didn't know she point. could drive. I mean, after all the overdoses and, <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> well, Misha didn't have a license. Never, ever, I don't think. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe now, but later. during the show, yeah, yeah. she didn't. No, I, I thought she was taking lessons at some point. Was she? Yeah, to get a license. I don't think it happened, though, while we were shooting the show. No, you don't need one in New York and London. And right. Such. So she run, but Alex is really hurt. Like you can yeah. see Alex um, really being hurt. So 
Okay, so now we're at the diner and Seth is housing a burger. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It is such a commitment to eat that much during... Oh. And it's like, so I was watching and I was like, how many times did you take a bite, right? So for each angle, he has to commit. And I think he only did it twice. I guarantee Brody going, listen, guys, you get this once, like each angle, like you better get it in one or something. Right. (laughs) Or he did the spit. Or yeah, a bucket under the table and he spit it out. Oh, that was a big commitment. And he really went for it. And obviously you see he's feeling a lot better because he has learned that they did not have sex. Have you ever done that? I've I've lost my appetite over like um, romantic issues and then been like all of a sudden getting your appetite back. It's awesome. Oh, I was going to tell a story about like shooting something and having to eat something so much. (laughs) Oh, the, the Dove Bar. The Magnum. Yeah, oh, the Magnum, the Magnum ice cream bars. I had to eat so much of it. I went, Did I already tell this story? We did when we talked to, with Liz Gillies about um, the, the... And then I went on Fallon and I wouldn't eat it? Yeah. Okay, I've already told that story. <laughs> I'm still embarrassed. Like, I should have fucking just taken a bite of the ice cream bar. But yeah, no. It's, I see it's one of my hang-ups. I'm very still really oh, mad at okay. myself. It's okay. It's in the past. Okay. okay. I've told all my stories. No. We're done here. Uh, Zach, so they didn't have sex. and But then Zach tells him it's because Zach doesn't believe in sex before marriage. That was this thing he, that he had to tell you, huh? hmm But don't you think what? that Zach coming to him this way and he's like, no, 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 I didn't, um, we didn't have sex. It's okay. No problem. We're yeah. good. Yeah. And, and, and Seth is like, oh, no, we don't have to talk about this. Like, yeah, no, you no, no, it's no. fine. And he's like, I don't believe in sex before marriage. And, and then he goes, but I just, now it's because I realized it's just, I believe in sex with the right person, the right moment. Mm-hmm. And what better than Tuscany? Yep. And Adam's <laughs> face, he's like, <laughs> does this like thing with this, like, like he's about to like throw yeah. up almost, uh-huh. like he can't eat anymore. Uh-huh. And all I could think was, he's like, I just need to be upfront with you so you can freak out appropriately. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. this is, it's almost, it's almost cruel that Zach is telling him all of this, like rubbing it in. Well, like, but he always delivers it so innocently that you don't genuinely. think, yeah, genuinely. And yes, that you don't think that he has any ulterior motives, but then you wonder because he was pissed at Seth after the comic book thing. And like, I wonder, like, is there anything to that? Well, and once again, when you have dialogue in a script, you can you can deliver it very villainous or like a villain or you yeah. do it like Zach who is just straight up I'm just being honest with you <laughs> yeah. but it's almost this is where he's sharing almost too much Yeah, and who knows what's going on but also there's something very flawed in that plan because planning the exact perfect moment there's no such thing no. you could try do you try. remember your first time? Oh, it, was it a perfect no. moment? no there was, but I but I didn't I didn't hang on. Oh my god, that wasn't perfect. It was right. okay. Let's move on to the next. It well, was, yeah, it, it was more like that was so fast that it's not even eh, worth remembering. Yep. You don't even remember what happened. It was so <laughs> quick. Yeah, but my partner, my who I lost my virginity to, wasn't a virgin, but it was still too quick. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you no, know, there was there was nothing. To, yeah, first times th- are was, never going to be this monumental, amazing, incredible. I mean, there's just no, no chance. I was also very young. Wait, speaking of young, they talk about oh the tutor. And he goes, Zach, I thought you and the tutor. And he goes, Oh, she was thirty. I was fourteen. I went fourteen and thirty. Like even a kiss. Like what? Yeah, that's a doozy. 
Well, and that's that's what's so interesting about, and, and Zach's just very matter of fact. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. She was 30. I was 14. And yeah. but that, that, so now I'm, I'm like, starting to think <laughs> this whole perfect Zach, eh, he's definitely got flaws just like other people. 14 and 30. <laughs> I mean, I can't even... Whew. Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> that was a great scene, by the way. That was a great scene. Very memorable. So now Ryan has called Lindsay to the proverbial pier where all the <laughs> all the heavy stuff goes down. And all Have the you noticed that flying the off. ashes, all the <laughs> all the intense stuff is at the pier because you need this like romantic epic scenery in the background, which it always is. Yeah. And basically asks her if he thinks if she if she thinks this adoption is a good idea because he doesn't know any better way. Mm-hmm. And she basically just says, point blank, what don't I know? Because he's implying something. Right. And he he's omitting what he knows. Right. Again, the hardest position that Ryan has been put in. It makes me mad. Yeah. I'm very defensive over my man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why you gotta do that to Ryan? I don't know. He's, he's been through for, enough. For some reason, yes, this <clears throat> he gets... He's the voice of reason in, in the kids group, <laughs> <Yes>. I guess. <laughs> but he's certainly, yeah, no, the, the parents put a lot on him. They but did. she's pretty, you know, I, I got to give it to her though. She Instead of saying, getting mad and just going, saying, you know, F off or something. She says, look, tonight's really important and I only want people there who support right. me. So I hope I see you there. Right. But she's not wavering from this Right. The significance of this adoption She is thing. not. And then we're at the party and it's, no one knows what the party is for. And Lindsay notes that and is like, that's kind of weird. No one knows, which is awkward. Um, right. Then Rebecca's hotel room, Sandy enters with Chinese food for her and he finds a note, not Rebecca. <laughs> I've got some Chinese for you after all that. Yeah. Okay. Now, Seth is back to wallowing in his robe at the uh- Cohen house. Because at the diner, yeah. he yeah. said, I'm going to go watch VH1, which right. means... Is- Best week ever, I think, specifically, which does date the show because I don't think that exists anymore. Right. And by his definition... <laughs> <laughs> by his definition, VH1 is, I'm going home to wallow. I'm not going home to agonize. Like, he'd already made the decision because he's not going home to MTV. Does it have a deceased, a death date? It does. 2009. Okay. Best week ever was laid to rest. <laughs> Okay. So he now is wallowing in his robe and playing some games or something. So Ryan comes in and they start talking and he basically says, you know, what was I thinking? That when they were having, when they were about to have sex, that she was going to say, no, Zach, I can't. I'm still in love with Seth. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm, vent- I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just venting. Mm-hmm. We're over. Mm-hmm. Then Ryan does something totally surprising here. Yes. He says, you know, shouldn't you be venting to Summer? When when he just told her not, he says, don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Why don't you get closure with Summer? Well, I guess getting closure with, maybe he's, I don't know, actually. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) I mean, I guess I understand the concept, I guess, but he says, no, closure's overrated. No, it's not. And then he turns around and goes, okay, I'll do it. But my (laughs) blood is on your hands and that was clearly improv. Oh, yeah. By, you know. Classic Brody improv. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is the 
one of my favorite scenes of the episode. I actually liked this scene too. <laughs> it felt like it's Misha Marissa. and Rachel talking. Yes, it was very much so us. Yes. Yes. So, we always, you know, Misha and I always had so much fun in our scenes together. And it was, yeah, you can see it here. Yeah. It was very much mirrored our relationship off off screen as well. Um, and Marissa is not down at the party. So Summer comes in looking for her. She's reading, please kill me. <laughs> which is that the the uncensored history of punk. And Misha actually really did like punk music. Uh-huh. She was very into it. Uh, Summer shares that Zach doesn't believe in sex before marriage. And she also shares that while she was with Zach, there was a voice in her head. So Seth was right. When he just said, what did I want her to do? What did he say? So he, he said, I was in my mind, like I... He had this image of Summer when they were about to do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Zach, I can't. I'm still in right. love with Seth. <laughs> right. So that's what he's thinking. And basically, she, it he Jedi mind tricked her and <laughs> his voice was in her mind. Yes. <laughs> and so it happened. And this is this is where I went, oh, these two are meant to be together. Right. Right. Yep. There's, so, there's hope. But the way this episode, this scene unfolds, mm-hmm. once again, is, you know, Summer's talking about Zach. Mm-hmm. You know, I t- remember when I told you he was full of surprises? Well, surprise, he doesn't want to now. And then he tells her, now he wants to do it in Tuscany. <laughs> the way you're delivered it, just <laughs> it's like the way you would deliver. <laughs> just, this is what's going on. And, but now I've got Seth on the brain. Right. And so, and Marissa says, tell him the truth. Right. And Summer says, wow, he, at least he deserves that. Right. I should just trust him. He deserves me telling him the truth. Right. And you see very quickly, Marissa... Yeah, she takes that in. Makes that decision uh-huh. to say... Very clearly on camera, you see her process it. And I'm dating Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's like, huh? What? What? Yeah. Alex? What? Yeah. Girl Alex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really cute exchange. And I like how they played out. And I laughed when she hugs her at the end. And she's like, is this turning you on? <laughs> and it's, you know, totally... Which is totally making um, fun of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, she's making light of it and yeah. then, you know, making her best friend feel comfortable. I really did like this scene. It's it's a very... You can see Marissa's, like I said, vulnerability. And, you know, it's not just jumping into it. There's there's a process that human beings go through yeah. in new with new experiences. Right. So the adoption party, Ryan and Renee arrive at the same time. Renee says she needs to tell Lindsay and Ryan says he'll go help her. Just stay out here. It'll be less public. I'll go inside and get Lindsay. <laughs> right. But but Ryan winds up telling Lindsay that she can't go through with it because... He wants a DNA test. Yeah. He doesn't know if that's her father. And she instantly regresses to even like a five-year-old. Yeah. Because... And, and putting yourself in her shoes, it's humiliating. Oh, And yeah. embarrassing. And she plays this so well, Shannon. Yeah. The whole thing. That... And and runs off. She and, runs off. Yeah. yeah. When she we'll get to that in a second. So this next scene, Sandy questions Kirsten now that Rebecca is gone, and he pulls out the note because she writes a note. He's saying, like, "What did you? She's yeah. gone." And she's like, "And what did you say to her?" And yeah. Kirsten's like, "What do you what? mean?" Yeah. He's like, and he reads it. I don't want to get in the way of your family. Mm-hmm. What did you say? And Kirsten explains. Right. She's like, "I asked her if you if she loved you, and, and she, she said, said yes." Yes. And he goes, I can't help the way she feels. Right. But I still am so behind Kirsten this whole time. 
And like Sandy, the way he delivers it, you know, I can't help how she feels. You you do believe him as a husband, even though if he does feel in love with Rebecca, because I think he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you believe him in that moment. But here, Kelly, this whole scene, I was so impressed with her acting. Even how they're fighting and how she's aware that they're at a party and like every choice Trying made. Trying to keep it down like this. Yeah. But I really thought it was beautifully acted and she's really aware of all of her surroundings. And I noticed it a lot in that scene. But also, fuck Sandy. Well, and and when she she says you could have you, you know you could have gotten her another lawyer. She she had all the other things that we've right. been saying. She you could have done all of these things, yeah. and yet and but her I O you know it's like he's he's standing his ground that he needs to help her because Max died because I'm the only one that can help her. He's filling that knight in shining armor right. role for her. And when she's like she says, well, do you trust me? And he goes. Right now, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. And she says, then we have way bigger problems, buddy. Yep. And walks off. And that's right. Every choice does have a consequence. That Everything that we do in life has like these ripple effects. Yep. Anyway. So now, Lindsay mm. is, I don't know, short of hyperventilating. She's having a meltdown. She's already coming in instantly. Like, hey, hi. Like, now terrified mm-hmm. of, and you know, maybe if it had been approached a different way, like, hey, Lindsay, this is going to happen mm-hmm. or we're going to make this happen. This has nothing to do with you, but we're going to do, this is something that we just have to do legally. Mm-hmm. We have to get a test, but mm-hmm. it wasn't presented to her like that. Mm-hmm. It was presented with, you can't do this. Right. He's going to ask for a DNA test. Right. So it's already <laughs> been, you know, communicated to her that this is a bad thing. Right. And she should... So instantly, she goes to that child thing of, yeah. what did I do wrong? I know. And the rejection... I know. ...of a parent, like, that she's done something wrong and he right. doesn't like me and and so... Poor thing. But but he becomes... And here's the thing that's that's kind of fascinating. He becomes pretty cold. Yeah. And... Business-like mm-hmm. and matter-of-fact. And that's why I said this... True to himself. <laughs> that's Caleb. And I guess we should remember, because we haven't seen it, mm-hmm. the past, you know, since the hospital, the Mad Libs, hanging out, mm-hmm. it's been a, maybe a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. maybe long enough for them to have developed some feelings. Clearly hers are fantasy feelings. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, he he's... I I'd like to think that he's swallowing his emotions and putting on the businessman, I, this is the way it's happening and there's no, you know, there's no discussion. This is what's happening. Right. And she does make a good point that my real dad wouldn't do, wouldn't need a test regardless of this. Mm-hmm. So. She's right. It's, I mean, you know, like she, I understand where she's coming from and the whole thing is just fucked up. But then as she runs out, Julie's just, Yep. Stands right there. like, oh, honey, don't worry. I'll handle this. <laughs> I remember shooting this scene and standing there because sometimes Mindy would make a comment on the scene and just be like, God, this Julie bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to step in <clears throat> and be this character. But there was a part of me inside that was just cringing. I know. Because I was you like, felt bad. Because I'm hearing this and yeah. she's coming out and Crying. just felt so bad for I her. I know, but then, and action. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, so Julie's in this the flower purple and the dress hair. in the house. So I, there was something about 
this, this, you know, when you're doing this costume that, or picking these clothes out or coming up with hair and makeup and doing all this stuff, we just get kind of, it's not that you're bored, but it's like, well, let's do this or let's just make a yeah. choice or do something I would never do in real life. Right. But because we were, um, you know, she says that she'll cover for him and then Ryan tries to chase Lindsay down. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Julie's up on this balcony. It's late at night. Michael Lang is directing. <laughs> and I decided that, he said, you're going to sh- d- deliver your line from up here. And I said, I'm Ava Perone. Yeah. And if you watch the scene, um, I very subtly did this <laughs> about five times. Your hand gestures. She's doing the doing, Ava Perone yeah, hand. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, the hand gestures. Yeah. And I said, well, me and and Newport Living, and it's going to be this, and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And Michael was like, don't make, don't be too obvious. And and (laughs) Oh, he did? I I feel like we had a discussion about it. He he was like, is that the right choice? I'm like, I don't care. I'm going for it. (laughs) (laughs) Because my people, like she literally was taking on that. (laughs) That is amazing. Yes, it played well. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so Marissa shows up to Alex's Alex is upset and Marissa admits that she got freaked out. Yeah. But, you know, it's a very honest, sweet scene. And But then she tells her that she wound up telling Summer, which I think is a very, uh, it was a very big gesture to Alex. And Alex actually said, she said, I got freaked out. And she said, and so now you're here to break up with me? Like, oh, the vulnerability of Alex that yeah. we hadn't seen. We yeah. have not seen this whole time. Mm-mm. It was really sweet. Yeah. And it really made me realize that gosh, dating a woman is probably so much easier. (laughs) You know? Just like understanding and like... Uh, Or believes what she's saying. Yeah. And and that... And and just being understanding that, yeah, I get that it's a difficult thing or it's something you're just not used to and... I mean, I'm sure it's still difficult today. It feels feels so normal today. Yeah. But, um, But that doesn't mean that it's something that's so new mm-hmm. could um, ha- make her feel... Because I th- at one point, I thought it was a little out of character for Marissa to be so antisocial, but it wasn't so much that. It wasn't it was, that. It was just that... It was that she can't say it. She couldn't invite you to a party. And then she... Yeah, she just... All these things got into her head. And yeah. then finally, she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a confident woman mm-hmm. when I want to be. Mm-hmm. And people will accept me. Yep. Or not. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter what people think about us. It doesn't matter what people, if people judge us. Right. It just doesn't matter. So good for her. Good for her. Now, Seth comes to Summer's bedroom. She's watching the valley, I assume. Yes. And there's a funny quote. Yeah. Relationships are like geese. They fly north for the winter. And then, of course, I'm watching on the dialogue. Yeah. And the subtitle. Yeah. And because I went, huh? So I had to go back and look. Yeah. And it, and it says, the guy says, I'm speaking metaphorically. They're just not natural. <laughs> Relationships yeah. are not natural. So I was like, oh, okay. Get okay. it. Okay. <laughs> a little odd. Uh, but Seth comes to tell her that he's done. He's over it. And have fun in Italy. Has anybody... He, sa- he literally says, I'm over you. Yeah. That and, hurt. And I, I... So even if you're an ex, if somebody says, just you so you know... You don't ever want anyone over you. That hurts. It, yeah, even if somebody <laughs> said it, yeah. It's I'm ego, over you. but still. But what's interesting is they don't know how much the two of them are still vibing on each other. I know. Or still in each other's Well, heads. no, because he hasn't told her and she hasn't told him. 
And this is again where I where I made I wrote just when she's feeling him again. Yeah. And then it's taken all season for her to start thawing out. Yeah. Because she's been so angry. So angry. At him. Yeah. What is this? Episode 13? 13. 13 in and she, yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. I still stand by her choice. Your ex-lover <sighs> is dead by stars plays. Sad. Anyway. I know. I'm sad about Seth and Summer here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You think something's going to happen? <laughs> I, I think they're setting us up for... Something? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. And this episode ends at the Cone House with Seth and Ryan. Talking and about the premise of, of Hellboy. Hellboy. With Sandy who comes in with more Chinese food. You think it's the same Chinese I food? I think it's the same Chinese food. It's the same. <laughs> he goes, here, got the Chinese. I'm like, the old Chinese Yum. food. Yum. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> the cold Chinese food for your ex. What? Oh, it, it was, Rebecca. It was for yeah, Rebecca. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And that is the episode. The father knows best. AKA the test. AKA the test. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do we have? Do we have voicemails? Let's have some voicemails. Hi, Rachel and Melinda. My question is, was there a particular look, um, a hairstyle or an outfit that you loved the most for Summer or Julie? Uh, throughout the series. Um, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for your question. Uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was one of the, I guess it was a prom or something. I had a vintage Givenchy dress. Mm-hmm. It was pink and white. It was like, yeah, magenta or something, like very pronounced pink and white. And the whole look, the hair, I remember just thinking it was so cool, that dress. It's coming up. We're Is gonna, it? Yeah, we're coming. It's oh. coming up. And I think it, um, I think Michael Cassidy will be here for that. Oh, great. Yeah. Love that. Julie had so many <laughs> <laughs> outfits that were just like out of this world. There were so many things that coming up next episode, the Rainy Day Women, there was a particularly fun outfit um, that with this like with these furry boots. Yeah. When she's smoking cigars with Kirsten. Oh, nice. Um, but I always liked, and then there was another scene coming up, I think in the fourth ep- fourth season where she's got these boots that have butterflies on them. I was always <laughs> trying to to showcase the shoes. Yeah. Hey guys, can you get a shot of the shoes? <laughs> but she does, I, I in this episode, I loved that tiger outfit. Yeah. And also the, the, that kind of um, multicolored outfit when they were arguing in the, Office? Office was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I remember it was a skirt and boots. You don't always get to see the whole thing. Right. I'm always trying to get out of my shoes when I shoot. Yeah. yeah. They made me platform Uggs just so I could be comfortable but right. still have height. <laughs> There's so many things. I mean, the, the costume definitely lent to the performance for me, for sure. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Debbie in San Diego. Thanks so much for the podcast. It literally makes my day getting in the car and listening to you guys discuss the episodes I've just watched the night before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my question is for Rachel. I was really wondering if it was your idea to address Cohen as Cohen and Cooper as Cooper or Coop, or was it Stephanie or Josh's idea? Because I feel like you call Brody Brody in real life. So I was wondering if that was your idea. And also, I wanted to know if there was ever a time 
where you and Brody had like a knockdown drag out fight just before filming. (laughs) And if that happened, how uncomfortable was that? I can imagine very uncomfortable. (laughs) Thanks for everything you guys do. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, first of all, and for your questions. Um, You know, I think it's a very Schwartz thing because he always calls me Bilson. So I really think it's a Joshism to refer to people by their last name because he always does it with me. Uh, And it's stuck, obviously. And I've taken that on myself because I do refer to Brody as Brody. (laughs) That's his awareness, I think, that people always have nicknames for people. So to make it Yeah, um, so that's a Joshism for sure. I think I did come up with like Cooper Scooper, things (laughs) like that. And I would riff on Coop and whatnot. But um, Adam and I fighting. I feel like there was a time where I got mad and like wasn't talking to him. But it wasn't a blowout fight. He just like ignored me back. And so we just both (laughs) were ignoring each other off uh, camera and then only talking to each other on camera. (laughs) I think that was like probably the biggest memory. It's inevitable that real life can kind of blur. Sure. And then, you know, we had broken up before the show ended. So our last scenes together, we were already broken up. So that was, you would think it'd be super awkward, but there was such like a love there and, you know, between us that we kind of carried through and it was okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it can always have those awkward moments when you're actually dating your love yeah. interest. You have to be professional. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name is Sarah and I'm from Sweden. Uh, first of all, I have to thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's really amazing. So my question to you is, uh, do you guys have any particular scene or episode that made you feel sad or emotional while filming? Oh, gosh. (laughs) How many? The three episodes, number one, two, three of season four were particularly difficult for me. Yeah. After Marissa's death. Yes. Like personally. And then I remember actually after the show had wrapped, I remember I was on a rafting trip and somebody was asking me um, after the show had been done and we'd Mm -hmm. been drinking and having a good time and they were asking me about it. And I started sobbing. I started going, it was just so sad. (laughs) I remember it was like, I actually see, I get really, (laughs) it gets really, because you, you know, you really have to commit to some of these feelings and, sure. be, and you have to have your emotions so raw yeah. so, to have them, um, to, you know, to be realistic and real. And and I had such affection for Misha. And, and yeah. when you're playing that, that was, that was challenging. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was when I, I have my couch, the therapist, the four stages of grief, you know, stands out for me because you playing it, obviously it had some comedic beats, but the emotional beats as well. I remember really feeling it. And Misha's absence was very much felt right. on set because she was such a presence. And, you know, um, so I would say that episode for me, the four stages well, of grief. And, and emotions, even as, I mean, as an actor, they're real. The body doesn't know the difference. So when you've had to, especially if you've had a highly emotional crying scene when Julie, I think I've said this before, when Julie was crying because she she messed up the decorations mm-hmm. for the um, for the model home, that I I you feel that 
as you for the rest of the day, you have a crying headache, you're oh, all yeah. stuffy. It definitely stays with you. And you have to kind of take care of yourself and mm-hmm. tell yourself it's okay. But thank you for your question. That was our show today, guys. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for constantly tuning tuning in. Tuning. Tuning. Sometimes I stutter. I don't know why. Thank you for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye, bitches. (laughs) See you next time. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22. Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the, case. the Case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I'm a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, at least that's what your mom says. (laughs) Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And And I'm Robbie. But we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What, true crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John Benet Ramsey, the West Memphis Three, Chris Watts, Khalif Browder, Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain, Sandra Bland, the Springfield Three, the list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No, we're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen's Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is supported by Morgan Stanley. What do you get from the Morgan Stanley client experience? Listening more than talking and a personalized plan to guide you through a changing world. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC.